Aloha. Shout out Pearl Harbor, by the way. Welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. This is episode number 503, 503 of the show. We very much appreciate your patronage. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We are still giving away my watch, my Luke Leon watch. How, what, how many... And we're we're get, we're giving it away in two weeks. So you got it. We have thirty five. We have thirty five entrants so far, which is next to nothing. You, I mean, you got a one in thirty five shot at this point of winning a beautiful gold watch with the Baller Lifestyle logo on the back. So please, if you, all you got to do is send us your email address, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We will be drawing that winner on the first show of the new year, the year in review. Um. Also, you can call us, 949-464-TBLS. You cannot enter the contest via the phone number. You can only do that via the email that I just gave you, mailbag at theballlifestyle.com. You can also, uh, so call us just because you want to call us, 949-464-TBLS is the phone number. And of course, I realized just a little, you know, I'm thinking about the direction of the show in the new year, and I, I realized that. For the past couple of years, I've been paying some Bangladeshi to juice our numbers and to, to try to boost the popularity of the show. And I stopped doing that. And I realized that the, that the real, that the, 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 rather than trying to find so many new listeners every single week, I should be leaning into the people that care the most about us. And that is my pledge to the listeners. That's why I've been posting all of the Ball Lifestyle podcast after shows that we do every Friday night. That goes on our, our Red Circle bonus content, subscriber only, paywalled area. I also do my bonus prize show. I got a bonus prize show to discuss our 75 hard contest, with not a contest, but a challenge that I am participating in with the audience a fitness lifestyle challenge that begins the 2nd of January. I will, I will, I have a show. My God, Ed, I have a show to post there or uh, that that's going to talk about that. And you can only get it. If you subscribe, you can only get all the bonus content we do every week. If you subscribe, we're doubling down on the people that support us in the new year and fuck the haters. So please, Consider subscribing if it is within your budget to do so and you care to support this type of content that we give you here. And the link is in the show notes. Click the link. Sign up there. It's five bucks a month. I'm joined now, as always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. That's good. I would say even though I'm not super jazzed about ever being on camera, Oh yeah, I I think the evolution is we we got to be on YouTube. There's so many people that like watch YouTube. It's true. It's like it's the like number two search podcasts. engine. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's true. And it's most weird. like it's weird because you hear. I never. I I don't. I'm not a YouTuber. 
So it is. Like, it's I use foreign it to, to me. check some things yeah. out sometimes. Yeah. But obviously, like it's you know it yeah. can be a worthwhile yes. app or website. But there are a lot of people that consume podcasts. They do. on YouTube. Do. So I I feel like that's that's yeah. our that's the next thing we got to do. Yep. But but yeah. Yep. Um, I forget. Oh, I was. I with a, a friend in town. I bought a half season package Ooh. to the Knicks, oh. and the idea is nice. the the, so the many garden games. yeah is twenty twenty two game yeah. twenty one regular season games yeah. or something yeah and you can sell yeah a, a bunch you can sell because it's Midtown Manhattan it's yeah. like right in the middle it's so easy to get to and there if there's a tourist in town they're like oh I'll go see the Knicks totally. game. And I love so, doing that when I go to a city. I love going. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. I love going to seeing a and seeing a show or a ball game. That's like my favorite thing to do as a visitor to a city. So that makes sense. So like we've already yeah you know, we sold a couple and we were selling like December twenty third yeah. New Year's Day yep. and then I go to some and I went to a game uh, last night yep. and there were two women that showed up like halftime it, our section is behind the basket okay. so it's like for some reason it they're not great seats but like it's it frames the court nicely it so there's nice, always yeah. pe- there's always people who pose for pictures during breaks mm. and like hey the, the pictures right you know like here's the court in the background and the crowd and everything and there are two women uh very both very pretty uh, wearing hijabs mm-hmm. and they posed for pictures for a quarter and a half <laughs> just just kept posing yeah. and so I started shouting like I was like no that wasn't the one you got it you yeah. got it because yeah. they just kept taking the same yeah. picture and then the section got into it and then this one guy and yeah. he was like straight out of central casting New York Knicks fan guy he taps me on the shoulder. He goes, watch this. And he goes, uh, something like, sweetheart, you're both beautiful. You need to be in the picture together. And so he <laughs> takes her phone. He takes her phone yeah. and then he just puts it on selfie mode and he just keeps taking pictures of us. Yeah. Like hundreds. Ah, that's funny. He, he just took like, he probably took 75 pictures. He just kept like, all right, all right. Lean back, do this, that, and he just was p- taking a picture of himself. That's very funny. And me and my buddy in the background. I love funny. that. I love that. That's funny. I was look the 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 um, influencing has gotten out of control. Me me and my girlfriend were at the were in Cabo a few months ago, and we were just relaxing. The sun had set. We're having a drink on our balcony, and we could look down and see the lobby. And the lobby was like an open outdoor lobby. And it kind of looked out towards the beach and it was all lit up and stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, all these teams of influencers came down and were sticking out their butts and taking pictures because it was a good background. And she's like, let's go down there and just start doing our own photo shoot and taking pictures. And I was I was kind of drunk. I was too much of a puss to do it. And she's like, it'll be so funny. She's like, I'll start taking, you go like right next to them and I'll start taking pictures. And it would have been so funny, but I was, I was too much of a post to do it, but somebody has to do it. Like what you guys did. Somebody has to put a stop to all this influencing. Like to what end we're being over influenced. Yes. Who's subscribing to this? Too much influence. How many Paul walk off HBPs are there in the world that are, that are looking at everybody's (laughs) butt all day on Instagram? You know, it's just not, 
<laughs> too many apparently plenty it's yeah, unbelievable it's unbelievable when do the um when do the in-season tournament champs los angeles lakers come to madison square garden the mecca because have they been there yet already because you're definitely no, going uh, to that one no definitely selling that one. everyone that's that's, oh, yeah, that's where you make money yeah that's true lebron james good point um i for, i forgot last week we we were on episode 501 we played this beautiful cameo that we were gifted by ben 906 lala stew dolomite d mateo they all got together and sent us this beautiful message and we played it at the end of the show and i just wanted to I've, that's the only time i've seen it and i wanted to check back in and watch once again having well, seen you gotta, it one time you gotta add you gotta add that uh i'm going to what is it like he's he says the, shout, shout out to saying? pearl harbor Shout out to Pearl Harbor. Shout out Pearl Harbor. So we'll, we'll, that's what we'll do. Let's play our beautiful message that we got from the great <laughs> Shaggy Tudo that thinks our show is called Ball, Baller Lifestyle one, Fam. But one one thing that uh, I wanted to bring up when you yeah. mentioned 501. Yeah. Remember when Levi's oh, yeah. tried to make Buttonfly a thing? Oh, yeah. Like we were fucking Amish. Yeah. Yeah. Buttonfly. I think it's still their it's by far their most fa- their most popular pant style, Ed, the 501. It's Buttonfly. People are yes, a 501. Like we're all Amish. Is, like zippers. Yes. Like zippers yeah. are are somehow yeah. a, a bad thing. You I want know. you want to button in a time of need? I know. Fuck out of hey, here. And you know what? I've had I've had some 501. I don't think I currently have. Well, here, here so a, a couple thoughts come to mind. One, I, everyone knows that listens to this show. I have not worn underwear since 1990. And a couple times that has come back to bite me quite literally as I have zipped up my dick. Now, I was, I have had some 501, some buttonfly, and I have some other buttonfly pants. But what, what? I know, what you're, I, yeah. You're currently a consumer of buttonfly pants. I have some. I do have some. But what I notice is that the buttons can tend to kind of wear out. In the button on the button fly, like one button will wear out, and all of a sudden you're out there trolling, like you're 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 hanging some dick. You could be much like the great uh, Nathan Fielder. You could accidentally become a sex offender if you're not too careful wearing the button fly jeans. That's that's probably a good, but but um, on conversely. If you're wearing a zipper, you could zip up your dick. And most of my pants are zipper, but I do have I do also have some button fly options that I notice tend to come open and allow my hog to expose itself occasionally. You'll leave the barn door open, yeah, which you don't want. And what I'm re- what I'm now what I'm remembering here is that we're gonna play the great Shaggy Two Dope here, but uh, but yeah. I'm noticing something because look, these guys do a cameo, and I, I can't. I can only imagine what Shaggy Two Dope goes for. This guy is in demand. Probably not as much as the great George Santos, who I who I've heard has pivoted to cameo. He's probably the he's the probably the most I, requested. I haven't watched, but apparently Jimmy Kimmel has like paid for you know a ton of them, oh, and he just beautiful. keeps. And now George Santos is like demanding more money. It's like, buddy, that's yeah. not how it works. No, that's true. Yeah, you got to do all well. Yeah, you got to deliver. That's the problem when when you charge money to work and people buy your service, you then have to perform the service. So this Shaggy Two Dope, he he, much like the great Larry Minetti, 
cost twenty five dollars, by the way. Yes, as did as did Larry Wilcox. I had him yes. promote my history. Oh, that's book. right. That's right, Larry Wilcox. Both twenty five dollars. They, $25 they at the tend time. to have tremendous difficulty with the name of the show because Larry and in Larry Manetti's defense, he was fucking wasted. He was housed. He was. He had a, he had quite a few my ties. He. Rick's. He was so shit faced and he couldn't get the name of the show right. And similarly, the great, the iconic Shaggy Two Dope, who appears to be in his lair here, he he also has difficulty with the name. Let's check in with the beautiful Shaggy Two Dope. Hey, hey, Brian. Hey, hey, Ed. How in the fuck are you, fellas? This guy right here, me, huh? Me, this guy. I'm Shaggy Tudo. You guessed it from the Insane Clown Posse. You know what? Usually I'm on these motherfuckers yelling and screaming and kicking up dust and causing a hoot. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna relax this time and calm down a little bit. You know what I mean? Because today's something special. I want you to be able to hear me loud and clearly. That shit rhymed and I didn't even mean it. That's how much of a fucking pimp I am. Now listen. I know that you guys have done not one, not two, not three, not even four, but five motherfucking hundred That's right. episodes five of Baller yeah. Lifestyle, fam. Yeah, Baller Holy yeah. shit, man. That's a big achievement, and you should be proud of yourselves. And I would like to say congratulations over that, because goddamn... I know I do the fucking Shaggy show. Not even near 100 fucking episodes. and It's fucking rough, man. You guys put the work in. You put the grind in. You put the time in. You committed to the shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's how the fuck you do it. You, my friends, are a shining example to other fucking podcasters how to fucking stick to your guns and do the shit correctly. You know what I'm saying? Maybe uh, I can get a couple tips from you guys on how the fuck to run my shit. Because my shit, obviously, is sinking like a fucking... Like a is fucking... It? Aircraft carrier in the fucking Pearl Harbor. Red circle. You know what I'm saying? Not nowadays, neither. Back in the fucking early 40s when them shits all sunk. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Pearl Harbor, by the way. (laughs) Brian, Ed, congratulations. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to get that clean so (laughs) I can. So I couldn't help myself. I was laughing too. I want to get that clean (laughs) so that, so I'm going to adjust the levels here and we're going to get that clean because we're going to be starting the show with this, this beautiful quote from the, the iconic. Shaggy too dope. And I'm gonna try to line it up as best I can, and we're gonna we're gonna get that clean. Okay, let's all be quiet. Back in the fucking early '40s, when them shits all sunk. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Pearl Harbor, by the way. Brian, Ed, congratulations and big ups to the Baller Lifestyle fam. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Love, whoop 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 whoop. Well, we might have to. We might have. To see, I, hey, hold hey, on, hold on, Brian. I, I stepped on the whoop whoop too, and I feel like we're gonna need that too. Ed. Yeah, there's so many good parts. I to know. It. We're gonna let's 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 clip this whoop whoop too, and I'm gonna come back after I edit the show, and I'm gonna get all this. Fam, you know what I'm saying? Kyle Love, whoop whoop. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Hey hey, oh, Brian. No, no, hey hey, now, Ed. Now, just because of that, so much energy. He did a great job. Now he thought the show was called Baller Lifestyle Fam. And look, look, it's it's a beautiful, iconic tribute from one of the greats, the man that taught us about Dirt Snow. Just a just a real, just a a Wait, Dirt Snow cures COVID, right? Cures COVID. Yeah. Oh, dirt okay. Snow. Yeah. Um and, but let's let's also check in 
with the great Larry Minetti because we're reminded of his beautiful cameo. Let's check in with Larry Minetti. Oh, oh my God. Hold on. Why isn't it playing? Let me oh. give a backstory. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. So I sent, uh, Larry Minetti, like I, I, you know, hired his services and yeah. I said this was right after we did the theme song uh, tournament. Oh, yeah. And I argued that Magnum P.I. should have won and Dukes of Hazard won. Yeah. And so I said, why don't you just tell Brian that the Magnum P.I. theme song was the best theme song. Yeah. That's all I like. Oh, I wrote something like that. Yeah. I just thought it would be yeah. funny, like a response the he, next week or a week or two well, later. Well, he loves it too, Ed. He loves it too, but, Magnum P.I. But, but just, this is his response to me saying, just tell him the Magnum P.I. theme song is okay. the best. Let's see, let's see what Larry Minetti has to say. Hey, Ed, congratulations on Baller's Podcast. Baller's Podcast. And you're right. They do have the greatest theme. Magnum P.I. I love it like you do. And truly, I wish you aloha. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Aloha. Wow. <laughs> we hear it every wow. week. We hear it every week. Uh, <laughs> Larry, Larry likes to have a few. Larry likes to have a good time. Likes his Mai Tais. Yeah, he definitely does. So uh, I just, I'm just wanted to revisit the, the that appearance from the great um, Shaggy Two Dub, and I'm I'm recalling, and I don't have it handy because it's been a while. Ben nine oh six bought us that beautiful cameo from the great Norm Duke Bowler. Yes, yeah. I don't. I would. I'm sure he got the name right because he's a pro. He's, he seems more coherent. Yeah, he is. You know. um Kyle, Kyle and Scotty has established a uh, text relationship with Ben nine Oh six. And, and you know how he sent us those videos of him. He was filling in on league night at the bowling alley and the bowling, oh, yeah. al- the bowling alley and his tiny town has six lanes in it. Yeah. Well, he sent, he sent that same video to Ben nine Oh six and Ben 906 is shitting on his ball returns, says they're the, oh. they're the worst ball returns made. And then he's shitting on Kyle Bold like a 100 or something. And he yeah. and Ben 906 says that's great for his team because it brought their handicap down or up, whichever the, bad, oh, the good direction is. Yeah. Can you believe that? Don't be a snob. Yeah. A snob to our, our delightful. No. I mean, he loves. Kyle, he loves the inter- He's very Everyone excited. loves Kyle, but yeah, he's but very excited then, to have the interactions. But he's a bowling snob. Out there. He's a bowling snob. I'm going bowling in a in a like a week and a half yeah. or so. Don't share I your score for my son's birthday. Sounds and fun. I hoped I hope to break a hundred. That's yeah. what I hope yeah. to do. Around a hundred is a good score because look, you don't want to be. I've said this many times, and I, I'll use video games as an example. You don't want to be too good at video games because that means you just play too many video games. You should always lose to a kid at video games because you because being good at video games means you spend way too much time playing video games. I would argue similarly, any type of bar activity, if you're real fucking good at darts, you're spending too much time in fucking pubs all day. 
Similarly, if you're a real I'm, good I'm bowler, not, you've I, been I in the say, alley. Yeah, I'm not good at darts. No, but I kind of wish I was. Yeah. That would be pretty yeah. badass to just be like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. Whoosh. yeah. It, it is. Yeah. I, my thing is, I any game like that. What's the one where where it's there's sawdust on the thing and it's yeah, slick? Um, Shuffleboard, shuffleboard. I I get so bored so quickly that it's impossible for me to like a couple plays and I'm like on to the next thing. I'm just I I'll just, fuck I with can't. a game of shuffleboard. Yeah, if, it's fun. if that's had a bar, no, I, I like it for no, one. It's enjoyable. Foosball, I suck at it. Too technical. I don't mind. I don't mind a little air hockey. Sure, I'll fuck with you on some air hockey, but again. I don't. I, I wasn't like in a fraternity. Uh, yeah, but the, the only time the only time somebody is really good at foosball is if they've been in a fraternity, in which case you know a they're good at foosball. Two, they've done lots of gay shit in their lives because they were <laughs> well, in a fraternity. There's another. There's another route. Yeah, I have been recording the podcast for probably the last oh, seven yeah. years. Yeah, about. Six yeah. feet from a foosball table because wow. my son really wanted one, yeah, but you like, never play it. Uh, when we first got it, I played it a, a bunch with him, yeah. and I got pretty good. Oh, but really? I but I haven't played in a couple of years. You also have your own Papa shot. I do. That's, as we've learned that recently, is two feet from yes. I, like I, yeah. I have. I have a you know a a little room. It's like um. It's a it would Bonus be room. a bedroom. Yeah, it would be a bedroom, but my yeah. my sons share a bedroom. Yeah, so this and Michelle won like like I don't know maybe it was uh, Black Friday or something. She's like, hey, oh, yeah. do you think yeah. the boys would like a Papa shot? It's a double wide yeah. Papa shot. Like this room Huge. is full of foosball yeah. and a and a Papa shot. There's not yeah. much room. Yeah. There's a TV. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like a little table where the computer sits so I can do this podcast. But yeah, it's, I've got enough games. As soon as the, as soon as we're empty nesters, they're, they're taking their shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm reclaiming my home. They could take it, take it with them to the frat house. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's talk about who died. Oh, I hit both buttons again. On who's alive, nope. let's get a tragic update. Tragic update. Cause that daily has been keeping up on who just died. Yep. Cause we're about to hear from Ed on which celebrities are dead. So tell me who died. Who died? Who died? Who died? Who died? Tell me who died. Who died? Who died? Ed, who'd we lose this week? Sad segment. Uh, the Howard Stern Show universe, Ralph Sorella, who was Legend. like the guy who dressed dressed Howard and also was like called in all the time yeah. and was was just a you know a weird guy that glommed onto Stern's life, but you know everybody loved him. He, he was Howard's and, uh, stylist, and he would dress Howard and do Howard's hair to look very similar to Ralph Sorella. Right. Yeah. And uh, and like there would be funny stories like when when Howard was single for a while, like Ralph was getting him out to clubs and shit yeah. like that. And yeah, they go like, to scores. He, 
Yeah, he's just very much a part of the show, and he died 58 years old, and he, uh, you know, based on the, uh, and, like, last week, Stern, like, did, like, you know, they paid tribute to him, and it was pretty much two hours of just telling ridiculous stories about this guy being, you know, just a fuck-up and stuff. But, but yeah, he was 58, did not go to the doctor, and uh, apparently it was a treatable form of cancer that led to his demise. But like Stern said, he just refused to ever go to the doctor. Well, didn't he not? He, he had no health, health insurance yeah. he, in the, in the richest society that's ever existed. You can't, you, you have to be buy a service that allows you to see a doctor. This is, it's only the, the, the richest people that have ever lived. We've all agreed and decided that only the most, with the people with the most means amongst us can see the doctor. That's, and that's just how it's going to be. So if you, if you can't afford it, go fuck yourself. Sorry, Ralph. So being self-employed, we have our own health insurance, but even then you have to make the decision that like, I, I don't want to pay for the deductible. Yeah. Like my shoulders kind of bothering me, but like, fuck, do I, do I need to pay for the full like specialist visit? Like yeah. we're still, even if you have insurance, you're making economic de- decisions because you don't want to spend more. It's, That's right. it's just fucked. Yeah. It's the, it's the worst system that exists in the richest it's country horrible. that's ever been. Horrible. It's, it's insane. Uh, RP Frank Wycheck, former uh, Terp and Titan tight end. He was the guy who made the like the cross field pass That's in the right. Music City Miracle. That's right. Fifty two years old. He m- almost definitely had a CTE issue. Uh, my buddy who lived in Nashville lives in Nashville said like he used to be maybe like the play by play or not play by play like color for yeah. radio yeah. Titans games, and he went missing a couple no. years ago, and they said the. The last few years, like it's been, it's been a challenge for this dude. That's so sad. That's awful. To hear. NCT. RIP. RIP. Denny Lane, the Wings and Moody Blues co-founder, seventy-nine years old. Do you think? Do you think he was like pissed off that yeah. Penny Lane? He's like, wait a second. Yeah, Penny Lane. I'm Denny I'm Lane. Lane. Or maybe he watched Almost Famous and he's like, oh, they yeah. named that character after me. And yeah. it's like, no, it's Penny Lane. Very close. Very close. Denny close. Lane, Penny Lane. <laughs> okay. There's yeah. the RIP. Now we've got a couple thumps. <laughs> Lionel Dahmer, Jeffrey's dad, 87 years old. Is there any chance this was just a freakish thing and he was a good dad? Is there any chance? Zero chance. He Zero, knew, right? Because he knew about, well, obviously, there's the nature versus nurture aspect but and I, I don't know i don't know um he sent his son to ohio state so there's yeah. there's already a yeah. problem there i know he knew that he was like murdering squirrels and stuff around the house I, right i know that were true. flags yeah but there's there's no there's no serial killer that doesn't have some type of trauma and usually a head injury so yeah, yeah, there's a, there's yeah. usually, but it, is there ever a situation where like it's no, just no. some freak? No. Like, no. do you think BTK had a very loving home no. and just no? I you know I saw you know how Twitter has turned into a thing that it just shows you. Oh, I'm sorry. You know how X has turned into no, a. Don't thing? you go chase Stu on me? <laughs> you know how Twitter has just turned into a thing. Like I open Twitter and it's like here's a video of a plane crash, and I'm like I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, I saw the other day, and it's like 
um, here's a picture of uh, of BTK in front of Dennis Rader in front of his. I'll put some respect on it. Here's a picture of Dennis Rader in front of his house with his daughter, and I'm like, I didn't ask to see that, and I'm like, boy, those fucking hedges are trimmed perfectly. Like there is not. I mean, the mulch. It's exactly the right level of mulch. I don't see a single piece of mulch out of place in that front he yard. He used to measure that lawn. He did. He liked things a he certain measured. way. Yes. <laughs> He's very particular about everything. Yes. Uh, and also. A beautiful on the outside man, yes, but not on the inside. Ryan O'Neill, eighty-two years old, yeah, one of the more handsome dudes ever, Gorgeous. and one of the worst dads. Yeah, <laughs> He's, I knew he had been he had been a problematic figure. Yeah, but then I read in in an obituary, one of his sons he gave cocaine at eleven years old. Was it is it Redmond? I think so. He's got a son. Who's, 11. And also, the son is a ginger, and his name is Redmond. Like, what? <laughs> who does that to a kid? Let's name our ginger kid Redmond. That's, that, that's like Jay Stu's joke about the OJ limo driver. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Park. <laughs> How are you going to have a limo driver in your park? Uh, Ryan O'Neill also, he was in, he was, people don't remember. You got to be of a certain age. The dude was a fucking massive star in fact they wanted him to be rocky they bought they bought the script or they were about to buy the script and they're like we're gonna take the script and we're gonna you're gonna be so happy sly we're gonna put the he was gorgeous yeah we're gonna put the biggest star in hollywood ryan o'neill he's gonna play rocky balboa and and sly's like fuck no he isn't i am i'm going to i'm gonna and i'm gonna direct it i wrote it i'm gonna direct i'm nobody i've been in a porno that's the only reason anybody would know me <laughs> oh my god i make myself come it's because i was in a porno but no he was they he he held his ground and and rocky played rocky but it should have been Ryan O'Neill was that's that was the intent. Then he did didn't he do the main event, which was another like boxing movie, but it was not good. Yes, he did. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he was doing. But he all was the he coke. was he was massive, and he huge. had a huge booger sugar problem, which led to him being a really awful dad. Yep. And uh, there was also a story. Grown Tatum O'Neill said like he came up behind her one time and like goosed her and was like, "Hey, let's get out of here," and she's like. <laughs> Hey, Dad, it's me. And he's like, oh. Because <laughs> he was too fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's trying to sex his daughter. Amazing. R.I.P. Okay, let's talk some sports. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show I'll give hetero life a try If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my cool rings, you see They're as sparkly as can be I might own Troy on DVD Ed, what? is going on in the world of sports this week? Well, the big news this week was uh, Shohei Otani signed a $700 million yeah. deal with the Dodgers right in man. which they're 
blatantly circumventing the luxury tax yes. and paying them two million dollars a year and the california state income up. tax which it's it, completely fucked look, up there's and states shouldn't be allowed there's states that don't char- don't have income tax and they have an unfair advantage in signing major league baseball contracts so the dodgers look they got some Wall Street guys at the helm, Ed. And you know these guys know their way around how to dodge taxes. Right, but, the, but but also the luxury tax. That's also this a tax. It's got, it's got tax right in the name, Ed. This is horseshit that they are allowed to do this. State it's income tax. Complete horseshit. Luxury and tax. The all the taxes. Is the text from J- or the tweet from Jay Stu. Oh, yeah. Who's like, well, this will be good because it'll take away the asterisks. Uh, asterisk win a World Series win. There's no but asterisk. The downside, yeah, uh, yeah. There's no asterisk. And and by the way, yeah. you circumventing a bunch of fucking rules. That's right. Means the asterisk is is very much there. That's right. A new and, asterisk. And he, he's like, and now that'll add bandwagon fans, buddy. Yeah. The Dodgers are like already in the top three in bandwagon teams. Oh, like, that's right. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Well, also, I forgot to ask Jason because we did the Bachelor lifestyle last night. I forgot to ask him because he said because Otani was originally thought to be a a done deal to the Toronto Blue Jays. And Jay Stu made a tweet that said if that happened, he would he would be holding Andrew Friedman personally responsible. And Andrew Friedman obviously must have seen Jay Stu's ex because he w- he he found a way to get Otani into Dodger Blue because he was concerned that Jay Stu would be holding him personally re- responsible for not signing Otani. So Jay Stu's got to be pretty proud of himself. So I don't... I don't like I don't like the Dodgers, but I like it's not yeah. like I feel the same way about the Yankees or, or Red Sox. Like I don't hate it. Like I, I just don't care about the Dodgers. Yeah. But I really am hoping nothing more that at some point during this contract, Otani has paternity leave. That's my <laughs> that's my hope. He's, he would never do that. He knows his duty. It is interesting to me too that the. I think Otani made like thirty million a year, and then on paper he's making seventy million this year. But he's taking he's taking a haircut down to two million dollars. So that means it was worth sixty eight million dollars to Shohei Otani to not have to play in Anaheim anymore. He's like I he's like I can go to Anaheim tomorrow for seventy million dollars. Or I can go to L.A. for two. Give me the fucking two. Get me the fuck out of this shithole. Good for him. <laughs> and and yes, I love Otani. Of course. And I think he's the best baseball player of all it's time. Great. He's got a weird swing. But, it, but yeah, he makes but contact. As a pitcher, his numbers are Jim Palmer, like yeah. the equivalent of Jim Palmer. And then as a hitter, he's a Hall of Famer, too. Yeah, like it's he's, crazy. He's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um. So ex-Mets GM Steve Phillips thinks Shohei Otani's contract takes him off the hook for the Bobby Bonilla deal. So <laughs> we should delve into this the, to the Bobby Bonilla deal because first of all, I don't hold 
I don't hold Steve Phillips responsible for that. That was a, that was a Bernie Madoff situation. The, the, the affair with the uh, ESPN <sighs> staffer. Yes. That. Which, which the New York Post had his picture and that staffer's yeah. picture a lot. That was troubling, Ed. And I, you know, look, I'm not one to judge you people. You should do what you think yeah. you need like, to do. Like what you like. Like what you like. But that was. You're going to throw it away. That was. I mean, the guy was on TV. And he's a good looking guy. He's too. a good, he's a handsome, middle aged man. And he just looked around the studio and he's like, where, where, find me the sloppiest piece. Well, you're close. You're closest, closest in proximity. Yes. Yes. Where's who's the, somebody raise your hand. If you're the sloppiest piece. Oh, you. Okay. Come on over. Let's, let's get it moving. So I was looking this up. Bobby Bonilla was due and he, you know, he was done as, and look, this is the game. This is the, this is what these owners rot on themselves. Everybody I actually think it's a good, it's a great move for an agent to do it to totally. their clients. Just, just a piece, you know, may, maybe not as big a number, but yep. like yep. these guys have money and you always hear of them blowing yep. it. It's like Bobby Bonilla. I'm not implying he's stupid. Sure. But, but if, if he was a moron, he'd still be making, yeah. you know, a million and change yeah. in July. 1.193 million every July yeah. 1st. So, right. Yeah. And so like, even if he had been a moron to this point, yeah. well, this coming July, he, he gets a big payday. Again. Yeah. They owed him five in two, 2001. They owed him 5.9 million guaranteed. And they were, they were, Cash poor because Bernie Madoff stole all their money, the Wilpons money. So they go, Hey, we'll make a deal with you. Instead of the six million dollars we owe you, we'll pay you one point one three nine million from I think it runs out soon. I from from two thousand one to twenty twenty five. So he, I think think the Orioles are paying Chris Davis like two and a half for the next 10 years. I know it's not, it's just Bobby Bonilla was like the first prominent New York City like team. Like, I think it happens a lot. It was, I think, the first big one that they don't talk about. And also, somebody that should probably be in the young old guy bracket is Bruce Souter because I think he, you know, he threw that split finger. And you throw that splitter, the old fork ball, you're not long for Major League Baseball because it puts so much torque on your elbow. You're just not going to stay around very long. And and despite the fact that he looked 59 years old, I think Bruce Souter retired at like 34. And the whatever team, he played for a bunch of teams, I think it was the Cardinals, they made some deal with him where they had to pay him, keep paying him like half a million dollars a year for like 12 more years or something. So he, you know, these deals happen and yeah, it's great. It's, you know, nice little nest egg, especially these guys get divorced um, and stuff. So I did, I actually did read that the Blue Jays were, were offering money in that ballpark. Like they were offering, oh, like, like taste they the really beers? were a threat, yeah. which made me, made me think that like, is their owner dying? Cause like, I didn't think they had that kind of money. Like Dodgers money, which you know we we learned with the Padres, 
they went crazy spending yeah. and then their owner died. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I, yeah. I don't know who owns the blue Jays and talk about a talk about some tax liability. He, he, oh yeah. Canadian taxes have got to be more than California state income tax. So it was, he was damned if he did damned if he didn't like he was going to have to. And I believe it was supposedly it was his people that offered this. And especially because it's LA, they said, that right now in the in the least known market in Major League Baseball, if you act, like, you know how we do the NFL thing, and I and I yeah. and I can't name the Falcons a lot of times. I'll miss a couple teams, the Vikings. If right. you had, if you asked a hundred people to list all the Major League teams, ninety eight of them would forget there's a team in Anaheim. Guarantee you, he was making in the in the shittiest market in Major League Baseball. He was making $50 million a year in endorsements. Now he's going to LA. His people think he can double that. So he's like, this is his retirement. He, this is his 401k. He's like, Hey, I don't want to pay state income tax. And also I'm already going to double what I'm making. So just hold on to that shit and give it to me at the end. Pretty smart. It, so he was probably going to do it, the it, same thing in, in Toronto. And this easily pays off for the Dodgers right. because then everyone in Japan, like yep. it used to they be own the Japan. Mariners. Yeah. Now it's like the Dodgers are Japan's like yeah. team. That's right. And a kid growing up who's awesome at baseball and wants to come to Major League Baseball, yep. that kid who's 10 right now, he's going to think Dodgers first. Like there's a ma- million right. ways why this just is going to pay off. Yeah, pays for he's, itself. Pays for itself. He's an amazing player yep. and – you know, and hopefully for you, hopefully like we also you, get Yamamoto. The team, cheer, the, the team you cheer for has that kind of money, but yeah. it's funny when Jason kind of tweets as if it's a skill to cheer for that. <laughs> team. Like I'm yeah. not like a less yes. knowledgeable baseball fan. I just cheer for a small market team. That's so right. like, that's yeah. just how it goes. But like there's no skill no. In, in your team. No. It's just, that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but while Toronto was in the mix, Toronto TV host and Dodgers oh, broadcaster yeah. feuded over Otani. Yeah. Jerry Hans- Hairston Jr. He yeah. uh, this was a quote from the uh, the Toronto is Hairston a Dodgers guy? Yeah, he's a, he's on the TV. So the Toronto yeah. broadcaster TV host said Jerry yeah. Hairston Jr. He yeah. played for nine teams yeah. in sixteen years. Yeah. Nobody wanted him on their team. Oh, I mean, he he's a journeyman. That played 16 years in the major leagues. Like, right. You know, he, yeah, th- he played for a lot argue, of teams. Yeah. I'd argue nine teams wanted yes, him. Exactly. On team. Exactly. You don't, you don't play a decade and a half in the major leagues, major league baseball. If you don't have skills, this is not like back in the day when Jay Johnstone would be on a team every year. Cause he was funny or um, could Steve wrangle Stone. Poon. Yeah. Yes. Stone. <laughs> Steve Stone. But, but, it's there's no bigger bitch behavior yeah. than like getting into feuds with other broadcasters. Yeah. Cause you want this guy, like you're a grown man. Yeah. Don't do this. No, it's embarrassing. And I, but I will say this, I watch the Dodger games most nights and Jerry Harrison jr. He does a couple of troubling things. One, he, um, he wears a, he wears Jordans with his suit. Every night, to, he's kind of like that guy. And then also, like, when he's on set, he'll be like, 
when they're going to commercial, he'll be like working on a swing, like swinging a bat. Oh no! Glove buddy. on, you know. He'll be taking practicing like he's going to take a little infield. But the most troubling of all is Jerry Harrison, who is a young guy. I think he's around my age. He's yeah. He 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 didn't play that long ago. No, he's he lost he lost his hair and he's he's got that he's got that beaver pelt stapled on to the front. It's one of the he's still got the hair in the back. But on the front, he's got a he's got a curly little clip on thing that he puts on the front that he's he's acting like it's his real hair. And he and he's a good looking guy. He probably would look just fine bald. But instead, every night I'm distracted by him swinging an Easton on the set or or a Louisville slugger and that and that fake hair. I'm always like, God, did the rest of the guys notice? Like, is Nomar does Nomar say anything behind his back? It's it's very troubling. Jerry Hairston's <laughs> fake hair piece. Uh, so I I have the uh, the MLB package. I watch the yeah. Orioles. Yep, and they probably give Jim Palmer forty games. Oh, you know, he's he's gorgeous. like eighty. Gorgeous. Yeah. He's like 80. So, you know, Handsome. they give him 40 games. Yeah. And then the other 120, they give to Ben McDonald. And my God, the dude is still rocking the flat top. Like, really? Yeah. Like, ben McDonald out of, out of LSU? Out of LSU, yeah. who could hold all those baseballs That's in one right. hand. That's right. Number one overall and, draft pick. And LSU pitched him eight million innings right. to win that college world series. He that got to it. the Orioles. That and was he was it. tired. That was it. That was <laughs> it. Was They'll do that. They'll do that. He was, he was like decent for a couple of years. And yeah. then like his arm was dead. Yeah. It used to be, it used to be major league teams would be like, let's get, let's draft college pitchers because they've shown they can do it on a higher level against better talent. And now the thinking is let's get these kids fresh out of high school so we can treat their arm respectfully and get them ready for the major league so they're not completely blown out like these college guys are. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's he's goofy, you know, yeah. likable Cajun dude. Yeah. But beautiful. But man, top. you can set your watch to that haircut. Oh, yeah. Still rocking the flat top yeah. from nineteen eighty nine. Much like Wally Zerbiak. He's still got that going every yeah. every time that, that March well, Madness comes around. Well, oddly enough, he's he's a Knicks studio like halftime and post game. Oh, he's he? never played for the Knicks, but he's a he's a Long Island guy. Yeah. And so I see him every night and those yeah. brows. Yeah. Those those brows are really a lot. Yeah. He's he, working a lot of eyebrow. He's not, cause he's probably like six feet seven. He's not far off from a Sasquatch because he's, he very much has the look of a shaved ape where he's just got those big, yeah. he's got the flat top. He's got those, that big, uh, that big brow hanging over there. That, uh, that nuchal crest with the big, with the big eyebrows on it. Uh, he's, he, you know, if there is a Sasquatch, it is somehow related to Wally Zerbiak. I think. <laughs> Uh, this this story leaked this week. Bills coach Sean McDermott had to apologize for crediting hijackers for their coordination before 9-11. He was doing that in a team speech. <laughs> Hitler built a lot of roads. Like you could come All up right, with man. a better metaphor. I need you to knife through that defense like a box cutter through a flight attendant's neck on 9-11. <laughs> Look, Josh Allen. I need you to lead. I need you to lead like Mohammed Atta out there. <laughs> like Mohammed Atta going through Logan Airport, all right? That's how I want you to break down this defense. 
<laughs> when when the defense says let's roll, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> Shoot him down. Shoot him down. <laughs> And then tell their families they were heroes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not something that like he needs to be canceled for. But no, but he should be shamed. D- like he should be embarrassed. Yes. Well, it's just we've yeah. got we've got centuries, yeah. centuries of different wars and things you could like if you want to go that like that battle route that you could pick yeah. like a good side. Like don't. Don't talk about coordination of the terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Plus, it was it was uh, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember the um, Arlie Ermy did or no? Yeah, was it in? Um, Are you talking a Full Metal Jacket? In full Metal Jacket when he talks about the the uh, the um, University of Texas Tower shooter and Lee Harvey Oswald. He's like, this yeah. is a good this is a good example of a well trained marine and his rifle. <laughs> Uh, like it was funny. It was funny then, you know, Sean McDermott, but maybe just find a different metaphor. Yeah. It's then this doesn't right. happen. There's just lots to choose from. Lots. Yeah. yeah. Um, a, a, this is kind of a nice story. A professional boxer made his debut at 58 years old. Uh, and so he, he went in there and he fucking, he, he hung for a few rounds. He used his jab and he, and he won a hard fought decision. Ed, good for him. No, this guy's been training a long knocked, time. What? He got knocked out inside of 10 seconds. <laughs> I do. Grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> I do. Like I think about, I think about that sometimes. Like when I when I'm at the gym, I'm feeling pretty strong. You know, I'm lifting or I'm doing I'm doing sprints. I'm like, I'm fucking athletic, and no, I'm not. I'm I'm fucking old as shit. I'm just doing it against me. If I had to do it against a real person that was young and athletic, I'd get my fucking ass kicked every time. Like it's people need to be. This guy needed this, you know. He needed to know that he's 58, and, and I'm and I'm proud of him for getting out there and attempting it. But this is what should oh, happen. They've got the video. They've got the video in here. I got. I got to oh. watch. Oh, this happened in the UK. No, it's oh the guy's name is Scott England, oh. but it looks like it happened oh. in Nashville. Oh, okay. How is this? Also, how is this even sh- sanctioned? No way that this could never go down in Vegas. See, he looks he's moving like a 50 you know yeah it's you gotta watch it because i'm gonna gonna play it with the sound oh hold on scott england he Uh, moves just seconds in and let's just uh okay oh my god he's so slow watch right right on the chin his head slammed (laughs) off the The guy only threw one punch Jay Sean Hunter just delivered the blow. <laughs> Scott England, he thought he was piecing him up. He landed like four weak shots. And the other guy just waited till he got close and put one directly on his chin, and that was it. He he's he was moving like uh De Niro on the Irishman. Like he <laughs> oh, rolls God, in there. So bad. And then he just gets destroyed. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh Meredith Whitney, the so-called Oracle of Wall Street, and I looked up why is she the Oracle, and, yeah. and it was, well, she predicted the 08 crash, and I was thinking, oh. well, so did I and every single person <laughs> I worked with. Like, you could tell yeah. the, the water was pouring yeah. into the boat. Like, yeah. it was happening. Yeah. The but only anyway, person that didn't you, predict it was uh, Jim Cramer. Right. But he's wrong yeah. about everything. But he's, 
In his defense, he's been great about everything else. Yes. He, he gave us Lenny Dykstra, the greatest stock picker in the history of Wall Street. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra's computer probably wasn't even plugged in. He's like, wow, look he, at him go. He couldn't read, so he bought DVDs to, t- to teach him the stock market. <laughs> uh, the Oracle yeah. of Wall Street says men aren't having sex because of sports betting. I mean – I have it on good authority that guys who play with Silver Point Sports fuck a lot, Ed. At least one, because because they were three and zero. If they, if they play with Silver Point Sports, they were three and zero, and then or three and one, and then NFL on Sunday. So it's obviously she's not talking about Silver Point Sports, but maybe maybe she just means because nobody will fuck her. I was gonna say maybe it's like her husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he bets a lot. <laughs> yes, he's like, honey, I can't tonight. I'm, I'm betting. <laughs> he's like, I got the Packers. Plus three. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is this is actually a yeah. super creepy story. T- the old uh, Bengals wide receiver yeah. T.J. TJ Huzmanzada yeah. says an obsessed fan has legally changed her last name to match his and yeah. is going around pretending to be the mother of his kids. You'd have to be That's crazy. Scary. Yeah, you'd have to be crazy because who can fucking spell that name? Like it, it's like you. Oh yeah. You would pick. So, you know, you'd pick Randy Moss or something, somebody with a shorter, easier to spell name than Hushman Zada. Like, who the, who the fuck's trying that? Yeah, That's Jerry Rice. Yes, exactly. She <laughs> has to be nuts. But also, like, what are the odds we're going to find out that, that he fucked her? You know, because right. remember old Cinnamon Roll? He was just he was just catching a nap in the, in the condo that he ran for. Yeah, that's right, Cinnabon. Cinnabon. He, he was trying to catch a few Z's and yeah, she she yes. ended it. She put a couple in his head because he wanted her to carry some of the burden of the Escalade lease that he was that he had for her. He's like, hey, just pay a little <laughs> bit. You know, I can't make all the payments. Former Cincinnati. And, yeah. Oh, uh, I was gonna say. Finally, yes. Speaking of the city of Cincinnati, checking in on an old friend. Thom Brenneman. Oh, the best. He's at peace with his new life after the slur cost him his career. Would not change the last three years of my life to have my career back. Stop. He was probably making so much money. So much money. Yeah, he had that. He was the number two man on Fox. That had to be a couple million bucks a year for just to do eight games plus playoffs. Then he's the he's been on he's been on the Reds broadcast for thirty years. That's probably another couple of million right there. He was he was cruising. He was fucking Thom Brenneman. His dad was Marty Brenneman. Like the guy. When when the last time you think this guy fucking paid for a steak? You you think this guy ever paid for his tots at Motor Pub? Doubtful. <laughs> he's fucking Thom Brenneman. He's he's fucking he's a he's a made man in the city of Cincinnati. And then this happened. Brian, I have on good on authority, the yes. <laughs> good authority, that I am enjoying calling games for the San Jose Gatos yeah. in, in the Puerto Rican League, in the Dominican <laughs> Venezuela League. Let's, let's, let's get let's let's pour a little out for our, our dear friend Nick Castellanos, this, the official Major League Baseball player of the Ball Lifestyle Podcast. Mound. Um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the air that I am deeply ashamed of. Real, a lot of self-tanner here, by the way. A lot of self-tanner. Yeah. He, was, he was feeling himself. 
I saw him one time holding court and he was wearing, he was wearing, um, dockers and like rock ports with, with a tucked in like Oxford shirt, drinking a Budweiser at a bar in Chicago. And he was, he was leaning on the table, chatting up some couple young pieces. And he, and you know, he's like five, six. He's like, I'm fucking Tom. Bre-. Like he knew he was Tom Brenneman, even in Chicago. He's like, I'm Tom Brenneman. Guy had it all. He was, he was like the number three NFL team yeah. too. Like yeah. he was, he was getting up there in the pecking order. Yes. Might've, might've been a Super Bowl in his future. Good. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, if I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. It's now a meme. <laughs> and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. No, no, I don't, will guess not. what? You weren't. You weren't. Hopefully, hopefully he gets, maybe he gets another shot. Uh, okay, let's do some emails. I, oh, yeah. I hope during that interview, Nick Castellanos just, Castellanos just like walked through the room and they're like, oh. That would be that would be amazing. <laughs> okay, let's do some emails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless. Shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's Manuel in Gardenia. Oh, he's been well in Armenia. A couple of voicemails here, Ed. Let's see who we heard from this week. Hey, ballers. Uh, it's Ben 906. Hey, uh, just listening to episode 502, right? I think 502, yep. um, where Ed was talking about what he did to his son and reading. Um, and I'm wondering if. What Ed pulled on his son by doing the cliff notes is worse than how Jason Stewart, oh. quote unquote, oh, yeah. reads. reads. So you just wondering if that's better or worse than what Valor. Jason does. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. It's, I would say, well, I mean, I would say Ed's kind of worse because he's doing it to his son. Jason Stewart. Well, I was Jason. promoting him, him actually reading. But you allowed him to think that you had also read. Well, I mean, that's very similar, actually, to what Jason Stewart does. You allowed him to think that you actually read the words on the page. Now, Jason Stewart, he's doing more damage to himself because he's telling people, and he believes this, that he reads books when he does not, in fact, read books. He listens to books in his car. So he podcasts books, and then he goes, but he says, I read it. I read that book. But he didn't read that book. 
He listens to the podcast. Yeah, I, I occasionally listen to a book on my bike. Sure. But I always you say, that. say yeah. I listen to I it. I listen to it. I heard that book, yeah. Listened to a good book on Da Vinci recently. Oh, nice. That dude. He was, he was a secret he, homo, he, right? He was they were all homos. Not there. secret. That oh, was yeah. the thing. Oh, yeah. He was like one of the people who was like, nah, like I... I, I like find that. I find women icky. <laughs> like he was he was out out front about it. Yeah, good for him. Good guy. Genius. Genius. Here's another one. Hey Brian and Ed, what's up? It's Dave in Salt Lake. Dave. Um, try, I, I'm turning. I have to turn the wipers on real quick. Sorry, because yeah. I'm sitting in a almost dead stop. It and. Uh, snow is just pouring it's, down. It's, I can't it's wait. It's always snowing there. He's always got the wipers on or the blinker. It's, well, luckily he's got a, a nice warm weather location for a wedding coming up. Oh, that's right. He's got a. Oh, that's right. He's got to go to Chicago <laughs> and give that toast. For seventy-five hard, I cannot wait to be in the snow and the ice. But nonetheless, I've already committed, that's and right. unless I break a leg or something, I'm going to be in, Brian. Yep. Um, you know who wouldn't have fucked up that shiv with Derek Chauvin? Who's that? Ryan O'Reilly. Oh yeah. You know, there's yeah, there's got you mean quote unquote, you know, from Ed Daly, Ryan O'Reilly got shit done. He did. He you did. think Ryan O'Reilly would have fucked up that? Well, well hold on. Chauvin. But hold on, hold on. Cyril O'Reilly would have fucked it up, That's but right. Ryan would not he have. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. Of course we're talking about the great Dean Winters, Ryan O'Reilly on the show Oz. But who now has made a gazillion more dollars as the all state yeah, guy. He's yeah, mayhem. He um he Yes, he would have gotten it done, but he wouldn't have gotten his own hands dirty. He would have he would have farmed it out to the Italians or the blacks or somebody else or another group, the Aryans, another group in the prison because he didn't he didn't like to do the actual murdering himself. But he was great at getting shit done. He, no, he got he was a doer. He got shit done, that's for sure. Would be would be bagged up. He would have been bagged up, excuse me. Um, after the first or second, uh, that's right. Shiving. That's right. But, uh, also guys, you're piling on my Florida state. You gotta be kidding me. Oh. They're fucking undefeated. Yeah. They are the ACC, undefeated. Though. It doesn't matter what conference. It doesn't it matter. Does. It does. You can't have two fucking teams that are, have losses and then not put a, an undefeated division one team out of the BCS. Like they said in their meeting or quote something they said we we fucked up or this is gonna hurt i, I remember whatever they said that's fucking bullshit bullshit you know if it was long beach state or the turks you guys would be to feel the same no, 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 exact no. way let me be it uh, fucking crystal stinks. clear yes it, yeah crystal clear yeah. florida state deserved to be in it and Alabama did not. Yeah, yeah. And they get graded on a curve that is unfair. Uh, they they SEC. shouldn't have. The year they beat LSU in the rematch yep. of the, the national championship game, they did not deserve to be in it. Yeah. LSU had already beaten them in the regular season. But the we were making fun of the politicians who have some real shit to do. Yeah. And they're going to, like, kick up dust just to make That's positive right. headlines for themselves when we know they're expanding the playoffs. That's all we were saying. Absolutely, Florida State should have been there instead of Alabama. And the super tight buttholes in Ann Arbor tell you they believe Florida State should have been there, too. 
Yeah. They, they are not happy about having to play Alabama. But All true, but Florida State will get smoked by any of the other three teams. Put, place, put them I, in. I think they should. I, I think they yeah. should, but they, yeah. they, they would, but they, they absolutely deserve to be sure. in the, yeah. the, the, uh, the they, Final Four. They deserve to be a sacrificial lamb, that's for sure. Yes. It won't ever. I won't get over this. Um, ever. Any Seminole won't, you know, any Seminole fan will not. But anyway, guys, uh, take care. Okay. I'm not happy about Florida State. And hopefully I get home safely so I can stay in touch with you guys. All right. All right I love you both. Okay. Take care. See ya. Stop and get one of those Let raspberry white claws because coming June 2nd, you're not going to be able to have any more white claws, buddy. FYI. Not until March 17th. Okay. Here's another one. Hey guys, Super Lee Super here. Lee. Just wanted to call in and defend my uh, email from last time. Mm-hmm. The problem I have with Russell Wilson is pretty much exactly what you said about how he's not a Wisconsin guy, but he claims Wisconsin. He's not genuine. It's the same thing Dola hates about Guy Fieri. Whoa. It's not that he helps people, it's Whoa. that he acts fake and, and not genuine. What? I disagree oh, with Dola on that, course, but I respect his okay. opinion because Fair. people like J.J. Watt and Russell mm-hmm. Wilson are the absolute worst because they're always fake. That's true. And especially you want to claim something like Wisconsin when I mean, J.J. Watt went there, but that's after he couldn't get into Minnesota and had to go to Central Michigan. Well, hold on, but I mean, he is an oh. I mean, he is an NFL Hall of Famer. Yes, yes, but he is. I agree with I you. Actually, Snake. Yeah. Last week, I really, really agreed. J.J. Watt called out the bullshit in the way um, I forget was it one of the prominent baseball writers said. Otani is doing a disservice because he's keeping people in the dark and the, the yeah. free agency. And he oh, yeah. called it out. He's yeah. like, this is fucking bullshit. And he was a hundred percent right. Yeah. JJ Watt was, I, I was like, that is a great point. Yeah. You know, I don't look, I was not a fan of JJ Watt when he was out on hard knocks, um, rapping, being Lincoln, very performative, Yeah, rapping Lincoln park lyrics at the screen and staying after practice to catch balls one-handed out of a pitching machine. Like I was not a uh, JJ Watt fan then, but then he's a good man with yeah, charity and shit. yeah, that the, he raised like fucking $70 so million dollars for that hurricane. I mean, he's kind of a good guy and he was, and he was definitely a good player for a year. Anyways, also wanted to call and say today, December 11th, is the 43rd birthday of the great show Magnum P.I. First episode aired today in in 1980. Love you guys. Love Magnum. Aloha. I'm out. Aloha. Unbelievable. I did not know that. Oh, wait. And and December 11th, we learned yesterday, was the uh, Buck Swope Donut. Uh, That was his come up. Anniversary. The 40th anniversary of (laughs) when he got the money at the donut shop. You mean to tell me. There's enough money in a donut shop. Hey, I'll give you this. It was the end of the day. It was late at night. (laughs) You mean to tell me a donut shop does enough business in a day to to not only secure the triple net lease on a retail space in the fucking San Fernando Valley, but then... You gotta, you gotta at least put something up because who are you? You're not gonna get all that hi-fi equipment on credit. You gotta have some cash up front to buy high fidelity. That stands for high fidelity. You're, you're telling me that Swope witnesses a brutal murder in a Winchell's 
and and absconds with the ill-gotten gains and is able to start an entire hi-fi store based on that? I find that very hard to believe. Also, on that same day, yeah. what do you think Roller Girl did to that guy? Because yeah. she kind of curb stomped him with the, with the roller skates. Oh, he was fucked. Like, no. I skate like, is he heavy. dead? Is he brain damaged? He was real fucked up. But it was look, it was a different time back then. He got he got what was coming to him. You know? He was very rude. He was rude to Roller Girl and she was going through something. Remi- I'm reminded of that cuz this was this was right around episode 290. And I was trying to get the I was trying to get the gear all together and somebody came home from work and wanted to tell me about their day at work and they were crying and I'm I'm like I got Chris Morales over here drinking whiskey. Try <laughs> trying to make a show and I, I recall and i don't i think it was like maybe 279 or something that episode but i remember good friend of the show travis rogers he has a very low opinion of the great bucks Wope. he called him a loser what? on this podcast he said look buck's a loser <laughs> but, but buck's a fucking hero he's he's a, a small businessman he made something of himself he didn't like people calling it porno he did art films. He reinvented himself he several times. Did. He, he changed his James look. look. Yes, Pharaoh. What do you think, Pharaoh? Cowboy. I mean, the guy had the guy wasn't afraid to take chances, and that's what you need. That's entrepreneurship, Ed. That you yep. need a guy like Buck Swope. Of course, he, you do. Yes, absolutely. Okay, few emails. Ballers, I'm team all episodes. Brian, I first became aware of you from your weekly Friday facts segment on the Travis Rogers show. This was while Travis was still broadcasting from Houston. Please bring some version of that comedic gold to this podcast. Most hilarious segment ever. Fact. But I digress. I just wanted to nominate a candidate for the old looking young guy tournament. While almost any male actor from the 70s could win this tournament, you know, with their daily routine of waking up, ushering out the hussy from the night before, (laughs) smoking heaters, guzzling booze, snorting booger sugar, and then having breakfast, to their nightly routine of picking up hussies, smoking heaters, guzzling booze, snorting booger sugar, and then having dinner. I nominate the winner of this tournament, Whitman Mayo, a.k.a. Grady Wilson from Sanford and Son. Oh, yeah. Whit- Whitman Mayo Grady. was born in 1930 and played the sexagenarian Grady Wilson beginning in 1973 when he was only 43 years old. Good googly goop. If you happen to read this email on the air, please advise your younger listeners to YouTube Grady from Sanford and Son. It's astonishing. Love the show, ballers. Keep up the great work, Rick in H-Town. Thank you for that, Rick. I mean, Sanford and Son, I was YouTube or uh, I was TiVo in it a while back and I would I would fall asleep to Sanford and Son. It holds up. It is a funny fucking show. Red Fox. 
is what you amazing. want, you big dummy. He's amazing. He, he so was, so mean to yeah, Lamont. He was. He was. Oh, well, we now know it was doing a ton of blow. Yeah, and he was a narcissist, emotional manipulator. Like he would he would guilt Lamont about everything. Lamont had to still live at home because his old man would guilt him into so much shit. He had to live in a junkyard with his dad. Uh, sent this a month ago, but you blackballed me. Well, Got to make some adjustments here. Oh. I think we, I think we scrapped like a whole segment because yeah, we were just we running did. long. I think we did. I don't think I, there was I any thought, blackball. I thought we had done this, but I guess not. Sent this a month ago, but you blackballed me. Congratulations. We did this. I don't think we did. Congratulations on 500 episodes of bringing joy to a motley crew of listeners. No, the show was a little. No, we did do this fancier, right? A little fancier back in the day, but must say it has gotten better the past couple of years. Episode two ninety. Thank you both for all that you do for us. Much love. Oh wait, Daily's choice. See, this is on two different spots on the board. Oh my god, hold on. Here we go. Daily's choice. And I hit some buttons here. It's fucking little. Need a need a engineer. Daily's choice. Travis Kelsey or Reggie Bush. Walton Goggins or Timothy Oliphant? Davy's choice. It's a choice I made. Davy's choice. Watch me shiver while you shake. I think that I just do Travis Kelsey or Reggie Bush because the other one's a little gay, right? Walton, Walton Goggins and Timothy Oliphant? Like. Uh, well, I, I have an answer for both. Okay, okay. Hit me with both. Reggie Bush is beautiful. He's gorgeous. He, uh. I want to see what he's working with. Oh, I, I've really? Got, I've, I, the, the problem is I've just gotten so Asshole. much of Travis Kelsey. Asshole. And his fake fucking relationship. You mean to tell yeah, like me... It's, it's just too much. You mean to tell me that the tight end that's doing commercials for Pfizer and fucking... Uh, some, Allstate. Allstate. Thank you. He's, he's, got, he's got all these fucking commercial deals. Yes, he's a good receiver. He's a fucking tight end. Do you you mean to you expect me to believe that he's in a real relationship with the f- biggest fucking pop star in the world? Get the fuck out of here! And I don't in need any day, more tight ends shoved up my ass. In well, in my day, yeah. our tight ends did two things: one, they got perms, That's and right. two, they hosted American Gladiators. Right. Yes, yes, and they <laughs> edge blocked. When was the last time? When was the last time? Travis Kelsey sealed the edge. Unlikely. Uh, do you want to see his dick? Oh, you want to see Reggie Bush's dick instead? Yeah. I yes, bet he's got a beautiful dick. I'm sure it's beautiful. He's got very um, shiny skin. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gorgeous. He's handsome. Uh, it, then I like both these actors. Oh, yeah. But I, but I am a huge Oliphant fan. He's, he's, just, he's, got, he's got huge dick energy. He, he's just... He's yes. a very cool, cool guy. I imagine he's he's packing. I believe he's a USC guy. He continues. B, you must play the song. Who you scooping? Natalie Port. Oh wait, Beyonce or Cardi B? Natalie Portman or Rachel Bilson? Yeah. Ed, you familiar yeah. with the song? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not in a while. This, this, this yeah. is from the Great yeah. Brad in Florida. Yeah. This is, we, did not, we did not. We did not condone this. Let's get the clock. Scoop it up. Scoop it up. All your bitches get to suck it. See, that is not. That is very misogynistic, Brad. Unbelievable. This is misogynistic. Unbelievable. Okay, Beyonce or Cardi B? Uh, C- C- Cardi B is like, you know, she's a stripper. Well, I think yeah. 
I think one would be a yeah. much better worker. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, Cardi B's got a song. But Beyonce. She, she got wet ass pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure yeah. she would be a joy. Yeah. But Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce is she's stunning. Um, Beautiful she, and she, one of the most famous people of all yeah, time. That's big, a, that's a it's a, that's it's a big a, pelt for the uh, the yeah, wall there. Yeah. It, I will say, Cardi B with 100% certainty would provide you with a much more gratifying sexual experience, yes. which is usually yes. what I'm going for. But also, I, I agree yes. in most scenarios, yes. but yes. you're not passing up Beyonce for pretty much anyone. Yes. And now, it, yes, because Beyonce, you get to tell people, hey, oh, by the way, um, let me remind you, I fucked Beyonce. Let me tell you about the time. Hey, yeah. did I ever tell you guys about hey, the time I fucked Beyonce? Did I, did I tell you Jay-Z yeah. and I are Eskimo brothers? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'd be telling people. Uh, Natalie Portman or Rachel Bilson. This is a no-brainer for me. Natalie Portman is a child. She was a child in that. And I love that movie, uh, Luke Besson's uh, The Professional. Like, oh, oh, The Professional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she actually was a child. She was then. a child in that movie. And now that movie's problematic because she's in love. You know, I never really saw it before. But she's in love with Leon, and Leon, hey, he plays it cool. He takes care of her as, you know, he does, there's no, no funny stuff going on, but it's a little unnerving. And look, Rachel Bilson, I, uh, there's something about her. She, I she's agree, up there. although she's up there. Black Swan, I, w- I was a big fan of Natalie Portman in that, but, but it is Rachel Bilson. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, Rachel Bilson. And now doesn't she do it like a sex podcast? Well, she she I think she just does a podcast. And on her podcast, somebody said, what do you miss about uh, Bill Hader? And she said his big ass dick. And the big thick cock. Yeah. So like that's look, that's something I can get behind and in front of. So thank you. That's from LSU Lala, by the way. Thank you. Okay. Here's another one. Hey, Brian and Ed, what should a person do if they have a dear friend that listens to Ryan's Roses? Thanks for your help, G Fish. Oh, this is G Fish likes to send like inside jokes about his friends. Do you know what Ryan's, Ryan's Roses? So Ryan's Roses is that Bachelor. No, it's like it's Ryan Seacrest. And it's like a radio segment. I think he's nationally syndicated, but he broadcasts out of L.A. I think he got Casey Kasem's gig, right? He did. Yeah, he does that too. He's he, look and and Pat Sajak. Like, how many jobs does this guy need? How much money does he need? But he does. He does this segment on his radio show where people call up and they call and they call somebody to expose them as a cheater. And it is. I've heard it before. It so is, it's all fake. It's the fakest fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. And G Fish has a dear friend that listens to it and thinks it's real. And it is, it is, it's like a radio play. Also, you know how you know it's fake? Because they call people and they answer the phone. They're like, uh, uh hello? Yes. Yeah, Nobody answers the thing. phone. Who answers the phone? Exactly. Also, G Fish is known on the show as the guy that checks out my penis on the golf course. He's, he's, he's emailed it about it before. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Hello, gents. I'm sure this name is already on the list, but if not, it is on the list, by the way. I think Greg Odin would. Greg Odin looks older than Grady from San Francisco. Greg Odin would be a one seed. Congrats on 500. I've been a listener since the first pod. I'm sorry to say that it's taken over 500 podcasts for me to send an email. Also, Brian, I would like to be put in the drawing for the watch. You're in. Thank you both for the years of entertainment. 
Jason from Houston in Ed's region for work. Here's oh. a here's another one. Shame my region. No, that's just he's just letting us know his ge- geographic location. But maybe he's in like uh, uh, maybe he's in like Connecticut. In which case, oh. shame. Yeah, you don't want to be in the nutmegs. No, they- no. Uh, Ricky's mom in Better Off Dead was only thirty eight. Also, oh, no. I'm very upset about Robbie Banks. Just like you said, the Banksy conspiracies were totally funny, i.e. massive attack, and some other people said he was in the KLF or that it was a conglomerate of guerrilla street artists working in conjun- conjunction globally. It being a schmo named Robbie is pretty deflating. We're talking about the outing of ba- the art- street artist Banksy as a guy called Robbie Banks last week. It's like when it was revealed that the Toynbee tiles weren't put on earth by some traveling space warriors and was just some reclusive artist in Philly or that Max head, that Max headroom video that disrupted a PBS station in Chicago. Wasn't the broadcast of the real Max headroom. You mean Matt, Fr- Matt Frewer being taken Frewer. hostage by Iranian terrorists just some autistic kid in Oak Park with a vi- video camera and too much time. This is getting very niche. I don't know any of these references. We need to. I've pre- never heard of Toynbee Tiles. I know. We're about to find out, though. We need to protect our guerrilla artist legends. This is such a bummer. Fucking Robbie Banks. Oh, that's from the great Katie Shady. Hey, Katie. Also, in case you've never heard of Toynbee Tiles, here you go. There were a few in Cincinnati downtown. Oh, there you go. Okay. This is some Cincinnati knowledge here, of course. Katie Shady, let's see here. Toynbee Tiles. I bet she knows. I bet she's got some stories about Thom Brenneman. The Toynbee Tiles, also called Toynbee Plaques, are messages of unknown origin found embedded in asphalt streets in about two dozen major cities in the United States and four South American cities. Since the 1980s, several hundred tiles have been discovered. They're generally about the size of an American license plate. They contain some variation of the following inscription. This is like some in search of shit, Ed. You remember in search of? Mm, sounds familiar. And it was a show hosted by Leonard Nimoy, and it was unexplained yes. phenomenon. Yes, yes. Toynbee idea in movie 2000 Resurrect Dead on planet Jupiter. Well, this is this is made by a drug addict. Like this doesn't make any sense. Some of the more elaborate tiles also feature cryptic political statements or exhort readers to create and install similar tiles. The material used for making the tiles was initially unknown, but evidence has emerged that they may be primarily made of layers of linoleum and asphalt crack filling compound articles about the tiles began appearing in the mid 1990s. The references may have started here in the mid 1980s. Well, I'll be honest. I'm embarrassed that I didn't know about this. This is the kind of thing I like to know about. See, I was going to say the opposite. You're ha- you it's were happy not, that, not to know? It's not that there's uh, that I I'll never go to Cincinnati. Who knows? Life might bring me there. I'm not going to give a shit about going to see the Toynbee ta- tiles. Yeah. Like I just don't. I don't. I aggressively don't care about this. Also, they yes, I agree. I. It's, I would never in I would never my Motor initial pub tater tots of course, fuck yeah of course. man my my initial thought would never have been that these things were fucking made by aliens I would have thought some fucking guy stuck it to the street that's a my, you, well, you know my first the first giveaway is because aliens haven't made anything on here no we're just we're just lucky <laughs> to true. be 
That's organisms true. that live. You know what I you know what I was reading, Ed, today? What? That they biologists hold on. I, I hate to digress like this. But I was talking I was talking to Jay Stu one time before we're doing our bachelor podcast. And it was yeah. a, it was that time that that baby snake was outside my back door, right? Yeah, and it was right before the show. And I came upstairs and I'm like, oh man, there's this little tiny snake outside. And he's like, well, weren't you scared? And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, cause, cause the, the babies are much more poisonous than the adults. And I go, that's not true. And he goes, oh, you're going to, uh, you're just going to not believe biologists. And I go, you've never heard a biologist say that. That's just some bullshit that people say that the baby snakes are more poisonous than the adult ones because they're not. <laughs> And he, and I don't know. I, well, he probably read it in a book. Yeah, he, read, he heard it in some book, but he's wrong. And I know that he's wrong, but. The only guess that yeah. I can see that he conflated is yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if you yeah. heard that babies are more aggressive because yeah. they're bite, they're yeah. a little more erratic. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But how yeah. could something smaller the, in size be more poisonous exactly. than something and they say they, adult? Yeah, they say they can't control their venom output, but they can. And a lot of times a snake will bite you. And this, this is interesting, Ed. Oftentimes, rattlesnakes bite you, and it's a dry bite. They don't even use their venom because they know they're not gonna, they don't need to kill you to eat you. They just want you to go away. So they bite you, they bite you dry. Which is interesting, but that's the, I'm digressing. You know what I read today? What? They have um, biologists have dissected some whale carcasses recently, like in the past decade. Recently, dead whales, and they found in their bodies microscopic pieces of harpoons. From the 1850s, there are whales in this on this planet, Ed, that are 200 years old. They've got Queequeg's harpoon in there. Yes, is that from Moby Dick? Yeah, you're, he's an area. You're the one. You're the one person on the planet that's read Moby Dick, Ed, because it's the most fucking boring book that's ever been written. You're, what? <laughs> well, if what I said, did you listen to it? Well, no, Ishmael. Ishmael. Ishma- what, what am yeah. I saying? Of yes. course, Ishmael is the yeah. narrator. No, right. I was just trying to find the most obscure name. I like that. Well, I like that. Quick, quick. So, oh, so my point is, fuck space. We got two hundred year old mammals on this planet that are smarter than us, but we don't know they're smarter than us because they live in the water. And we think that makes them not as smart. We need to we need to fucking look into the sea and see what's happening in there. You ever seen a fucking octopus? What the fuck is going on there? You ever seen an oarfish? Get the fuck out of here. There's all sorts of shit happening in the sea that we don't know about, and we're all fucking jerking off with dick rockets up in fucking space where yeah, there's well, space bullshit. bullshit. Fuck space. It's bullshit. The only reason why people care about space is because of Star Wars. Like, cool. it, oh, fuck Star Wars. Get the fuck out like, of here. Childhood me loves Star Wars, but then I, I realized that there isn't Chewbacca up there. There's no. nothing up there. And also, what's I'm up with Chewbacca's gasp. dick? He's fucking naked. He's uh, naked, he but he so fucks. Many dingleberries. Yes. He must he, have dingleberries we, all the time. We learn. The cockpit must have smelled terrible in the Millennium Falcon. Of course. We learn in the fucking prequels. Dog shit. Fuck George Lucas. Anybody more overrated? The answer is no. We learn in the prequels that there's also there's fucking a whole planet full of Wookies. 
like Chewbacca and they fucking have babies, but they're naked. They're naked. Are they, are they an animal? Where's their dicks? What's going on there? Well, you can't Unclear. have pants. Unclear. You can have conversations, but you can't have pants. I you bet, see everybody else wearing pants. I bet the Chewbacca people, the Wookiees. Yeah. They probably have the lipstick like dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you think so? Jeez. That, oh yeah. Cause it pops out. What else could it the be? Pink because thing. you're, yeah. You don't you don't see because yeah. you have to think yeah. Chewbacca if if he did have a penis, yeah. it would yeah. be pretty substantial. I would think so. He's like eight feet tall and yeah. big dick energy. Yeah, yeah. But That's you true. see nothing. So I, I have a feeling a lipstick comes out yeah. when it's and time it, to and it's procreate. A, yeah, and it's a hog when it comes out. It's a big ass. It's it's like a mag light lipstick. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. I am wait. I am certainly lazy when it comes to surveys or any extracurricular work, no matter how simple or effortless it may seem. It appears I am good in good company, however, based on how many people you were able to coerce into leaving show reviews for the crystal. My laziness in no way reflects how I feel toward the podcast and all the characters involved. I discovered it through the Bachelor lifestyle via an X from Jay Stu. <laughs> Here's, I think he means tweet <laughs> from Jay Stu years ago. After hearing the main pod with Ed Daly, I could consider myself a red circler for life from that point forward. I am typically short with my words, but there are not enough words to express my appreciation for the hours of content and entertainment that you have provided. And although I was tapping out of the sports betting game a few months ago after years of ass whoopings, like any good addict, I dove back in after Silver Point Sports changed the sports betting landscape. I don't need to win the Luke Leon but will be able to buy my own with the winnings from silver point. It would obviously be badass to have the original from the wrist of one Brian Beckner. No doubt. It may be as close as I can get to sharing the same bag space as Louis Leterrier. Oh, I looked that up by the way. He paid me a hundred for those jeans. Thank you both. And all guests who make appearance, especially your other co-host, Jason Stewart, for the countless hours of entertainment, I will nominate all housewives of whatever city you want to pick as the baggiest of celebrities, just due to the fact of how often I have to see them on my TV. My wife watches an endless stream of those, and as soon as you reach the end of a season and expect to get a breather, another city steps in with their <laughs> bottomless bag of worthless drama that makes my blood boil. No way to narrow it down to just one. Take it easy. That is from Scott. Scott, you are entered in the contest, that was, obviously. That was a lovely email. P.S. The movie reviews are incredible. Have you guys ever... Been into old Chuck Norris movies like Lone Wolf, McQuaid, or really any of them. It'd be nice if somebody else could sit through those and give me hi the highlights. Ninja movies from the 80s are top-notch as well with superstars like Sho Kasugi. Phenomenal. Of course, he's, he must have forgotten Michael Dudikoff, the American Ninja Warrior, because that's, <laughs> that's the guy. That's that's the only ninja I care about. Uh, okay, thanks for that, Scott. Here is a let's do the not sports. Hello. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No. Wait. Oh, I'm on the wrong deck. Well, Here we go. Well, it's time. It's time for not sports. Not sports segment. Segment. On the baller lifestyle podcast. 
Ed, before you get into it, somebody in front of the show hit me up this week and was like, hey, did I hear Ed um, give give you a link to some Chinese website for jerseys? And I was like, I handed it out to a couple people as well. Yeah. And then I sent it to him. And then I'm like, I kind of want to get a vintage A's jersey. And I went and have it. Oh, my God. They have everything, Ed. It's amazing. (laughs) And it'll come like it'll come in like seven weeks yeah. or nine weeks yeah but it'll be like yeah. good yeah i know that's it's a little concerning because you're like how for 30 bucks like how good could it be good yeah i'm i'm getting one i'm definitely getting one okay like jordan's like yeah. you can get real yeah. shit okay i'm getting that shit uh ed what is going on in things that are not sports Wealthy neighbors blast Jeff Bezos for, quote, not picking up trash on cleanup day. Um, It's fun to bag on Bezos, but everyone knows he is so far removed from trash. Of course. This guy hasn't seen, hasn't dealt with trash cleanup in decades. I, I have a hot take, Ed. His neighbors are even bigger pieces of shit than Jeff Bezos, because I imagine Jeff Bezos lives in a pretty fucking nice neighborhood. How about they go? How about they leave the fucking confines of their gated community where they're picking up discarded doubloons on the street and they fucking head to where some real human beings need some actual help? Get the fuck out of here, you pieces of shit. You're Hey fam, there's still a lot more of this episode to hear, but it's only available to our bonus content subscribers. Click the link in the show notes or go to theballerlifestyle.com and subscribe so you never miss a minute of the show. Even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot Man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless TBLS, the lifestyle's baller Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller 